in God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Friends, welcome to worship as beloved people of God. We are indeed loved by God in Christ, whose deep compassion for us led Jesus to suffer and die for us in order to save us, to heal us, restore us, forgive us, and make us whole. I'm Pastor Mark Hall from United Lutheran Church in Prairie Farm. We are in the season of the church here that focuses on the mission that Christ calls us to, empowered by the Holy Spirit given at Pentecost, a mission where the power of Christ shows forth in compassion for people because Christ desires to reach out to all who are bowed down and in love to lift up, to heal, and to restore. Before our scripture readings, let us begin with the prayer of the day. Glorious God, your generosity waters the world with goodness, and you cover creation with abundance. Awaken in us a hunger for the food that satisfies both body and spirit, and with this food fill all the starving world through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Our first reading today comes from Psalm 145. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Lord, you are good to all, and your compassion is over all your works. The Lord upholds all those who fall and lifts up those who are bowed down. The eyes of all wait upon you, O Lord, and you give them their food in due season. You open wide your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Here ends the reading. In our gospel today from Matthew, the 14th chapter. Now when Jesus heard about the beheading of John the Baptist, he withdrew from there in a boat to a deserted place by himself. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd. He had compassion for them and cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is now late. Send the crowds away, so they may go into the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. They replied, We have nothing here but five loaves and two fish. And he said, Bring them here to me. Then he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. And all ate and were filled. And they took up what was left over of the broken pieces, twelve baskets full. And those who ate were about 5,000 men, besides women and children. The feeding of the 5,000, which we have just heard in Matthew's Gospel, is likely remembered by many people as one of Jesus' greatest miracles. What we may not readily associate with this miracle of feeding this great crowd is the event that comes right before it. Jesus had just received word of the murder of John the Baptist. In the passage in Matthew's Gospel, right before the reading we heard, we learned that at ruler Herod's birthday party, the daughter of Herodias entertained him and all the guests with a pleasing dance. 
So pleased was Herod, he promised to give her whatever she wanted. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me the head of John the Baptist on a platter. Herod ordered it to be done, and John was beheaded in prison. And the head was brought on a platter and given to the girl, who then brought it to her mother. Jesus had just heard this news of John's grisly murder, and he had withdrawn from the crowds into a deserted place, a place to be alone, to mourn, to pray, a place to wrestle with the sorrow, the anguish, and this awful loss. We can only imagine how deeply grieved Jesus must have been. We don't know how long Jesus was given to grieve, but it wasn't long because when the crowds heard that Jesus had withdrawn to this deserted place, they followed him on foot. When Jesus saw the great crowd, he had compassion. He didn't avoid them. He didn't try to get away from them. Jesus had compassion on them. Compassion means literally to suffer with. In the Greek language here, this verb compassion really refers to a gut-wrenching, visceral emotion of care. Not simply an emotion, but a deep emotion. A deep emotion that moves Jesus to action. The deep compassion that Jesus has on that great crowd moves him first to heal the sick and then to feed the hungry crowd. Numerous times in Matthew's Gospel, we are told of Jesus' compassion. If we go back to chapter 9 of Matthew's Gospel, verse 36, we read, When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And leading up to this summary description of Jesus in chapter 9 are numerous examples of how this compassion took concrete form. Jesus' compassion moves him to heal a paralyzed man, chapter 9, verse 6 where Jesus said, take up your bed and go home. And in verse chapter 9, verse 18, the leader of the synagogue knelt at Jesus' feet. My daughter has just died. Come and lay your hand on her and she will live. And Jesus went in and took her by the hand and the girl got up alive. Chapter 9, verse 27, two blind men cried out to Jesus, have mercy on us, son of David, Jesus touched their eyes. They were opened. Over and over again, in chapter after chapter, we hear how Jesus is moved to this gut-wrenching, compassionate action of entering people's suffering to help and to heal and to save. God in Jesus is not aloof, not looking down from above. No, God in Jesus is right in the center of the world's pain. One of my favorite authors, Madeline LaIngle, tells an old story that gets to the heart of this. The story is of a student who went to a famous old wise man with a question. Master, in the old days there were people who could see God. Why is it that nobody sees God nowadays? The old man answered, My child, nowadays nobody can stoop so low. Madeline goes on to reflect why are we afraid of stooping low? Didn't Jesus stoop lower than we can even conceive when he willingly relinquished all power and glory to come to earth as a human baby? We find it difficult to understand that the magnificent and might of all creation is also small and vulnerable. 
But God, in choosing to become incarnate with all our human limitations, also chose the possibility of being hurt. Isn't it true that those who are fully alive are also usually those who have been deeply wounded? And the God who came to us in Jesus of Nazareth was fully alive. Have you found this to be true? That those who are fully alive are also usually those who have been deeply wounded? My wife Naomi's grandmother, Bergetta, lived most of her life in a small North Dakota town called Hannaford, a little over 100 people. It is a town that is surrounded by grain fields with a railroad track that bisects the town. A very sad event marked Bergetta as a young married person. Bergetta lost her first child when he was one and a half years old. The child, Roland, and Brigetta both became ill at the same time. And it was while Brigetta was hospitalized and separated from her child that her baby son died. Brigetta and her husband went on to have four more children. The next child born was Naomi's father, Lyle. Brigetta's painful loss of her first child shaped her into a person of life-giving empathy and compassion. I would say she was fully alive after being deeply wounded. Brigetta's husband worked for the railroad on railroad track maintenance. Brigetta made room in her home for railroad employees, the kind of people who were without family or a home of their own. They needed a room and board. She provided meals and hospitality with dignity. She had the strength of heart to reach out to those who were bowed down by life circumstances with care, including the family of seven on the bottom of the social ladder who lived at the edge of town without indoor plumbing, the father of the family often out of work, causing the family to be in an almost constant state of poverty. She was always on the lookout for ways to help them. Brigetta was an example to me and to our family of one who had been graced with the spiritual strength to stoop low. A person of faith, she was moved by Christ's compassion for her, and she showed compassion to others who would have been easy to ignore. When the disciples came to Jesus in the evening, after he had been spending time healing the sick, the disciples suggested Jesus send the crowds away so that they may go to the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said to the disciples, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. Jesus calls his followers to care for the needs of others, to care about their health pain, to care about their hunger pain. The World Food Program has reported that 800 million people in the world do not have enough food for a healthy life. That's one in nine people. And I read recent, a recent Brookings Institute uh, survey reporting that since COVID-19 pandemic, 30% of households with children are experiencing food insecurity in our country. Childhood hunger in our country is a serious concern. When the disciples replied to Jesus, telling him, we have nothing but five loaves and two fish, Jesus said, bring them here to me. Bring them here to me. This is what changes the scarcity that the disciples see into an abundance. 
where 5,000 men were fed, not counting women and children, and 12 baskets full of leftovers were filled. On Tuesday, I talked to a pastor friend of mine from Minnesota, a college and seminary class. I mean, I asked him how he understood these 12 baskets of broken pieces, leftovers that were collected. He said, that's like the 12 tribes of Israel. That's like the 12 disciples sent out. That's God's people in every time. That's the church. We're the ones holding leftovers. And now we have to decide what we're going to do with them. Jesus calls us today, bring them here to me. And we are invited to bring to Jesus what we have, even those areas of our lives that are broken fragments. The broken pieces combined with compassion. For Jesus, this is just enough. All that is needed for the beginning of a whole new miracle. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, your deep compassion and willingness to suffer for us has brought healing and hope to our lives. We praise you for your love that stooped down to save us. Grant us the power of your Holy Spirit that we may be alive with your compassion and present in the suffering and pain of others to bring your healing and help and hope. We pray for the sick, especially those suffering with coronavirus and all who are experiencing hunger or food insecurity. Use what we have, even the broken fragments of our lives, to bring your compassion and restoring grace to others. And now we pray for all God's people, God of seasons, we praise you for your presence with us at all times in our lives. And we give you thanks for all of your gifts. And we pray for favorable weather now, for maturing crops in the field, for a good harvest. We pray that you will bring your presence, especially to those who hunger, guard our children, grant them food, Grant all the hungry food. Give wisdom to our school leaders, all who are making decisions about the school year, that there may be safety for students and staff. We give you thanks for your healing grace in our lives and pray for all who suffer in body, mind, or spirit. We pray that you will grant them your healing grace. Give wisdom to scientists who are working on a vaccine at this time. Comfort all families and friends who cannot be with loved ones now. We remember all who grieve this day, the loss of loved ones. Comfort them and bring them hope. We know, Lord Jesus Christ, that you went ahead of us into the grave and defeated the powers of sin and death and the evil one. We remember those who have died especially those most dear to us. Inspire us to live our lives in resurrection hope and of that day when we will be reunited with those who have gone before us. And now we pray the prayer our Lord taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.